0: Hello everyone, welcome to Being Experiential Podcasting and I'm with my lovely Aquarius co-host Bethany Evans, myself Aaron Pruitt and today we are talking about consciously uncoupling. Being <laughs> what the fuck does that mean?
1: <laughs> well we lovingly took it from Gwyneth Paltrow and her <laughs> and her leadership in this cause which um she used when she was getting a divorce from her husband what's his name Chris Martin Hi. um that was I I think you I you're the one who I think termed it this way so maybe you could say more we could probably say more about that <laughs> <Okay>. but <laughs> if you listen to our last episode at the end we had mentioned that we are consciously uncoupling as podcast partners um and so today we wanted to talk more about that because I think a lot of hurt happens in relationship and breaks up breakups that can sometimes be um, avoided. And I think that's what we want to talk about is like, how can you be more conscious when it comes to ending something when you know, even if it feels like, oh my God, I don't want to let it go or I'm not fully ready. Um, I love what I'm doing, but you know that in the long run, it's not going to be in your life or it's not going to work out because you can just feel you're going in a different direction. Um it can happen with anything with a, a relationship like romantic, it can be a friendship, it can be a business partnership, a job, um even family members. So uh yeah, we wanted to talk about that. How do you how do you consciously uncouple? So <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. The <laughs> so, first question some of you listeners might be wondering is why are you two breaking up? Yeah. Why now? We hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, and what did the process look for each of you? Yeah. Um, I think with Beth, for me, it's always one of the things Bethany and I spoke about um, prior to creating a podcast was, hey, I think this, I think Bethany approached me about po- um, having a mm-hmm. podcast, knew that I had done one with someone else. And we, and she had done one with someone else. And we were like, Hey, what do you think of collaborating on this? And what do you think you can gain and contribute? And for me, it was like, Hey, I'm totally down for creating this and excited. And I want to acknowledge it and at any point, this doesn't feel right. Cause both Bethany and I are in the world of coaching people, how to trust themselves, feel through things, and use all their from their body their souls tools to really be guided and so it was like hey if you ever feel like this is not right yeah not right not right now whatever let's just be a commitment to be transparent and so weeks ago that was a conversation was hey i don't know if um this is what i need right now i'm looking at my business i'm really auditing what works, what doesn't, and as much as we love podcasting, it is a time-consuming project, Yeah, and I think B did an assessment of what, I mean, I think you could share with them what you did to come to that conclusion. For me, it was um, a level of, like, there's not synergy, if it's not ease around it, and it doesn't yield what you want then like totally we can move on because i think it's also looking at it's kind of like i would think when you said with people dating it's like hey i love you i Mm -hmm. want the best for you but here's what i want to go here's my goals here's what i'm here what i want to create in my life and if the partner's going like that's not exactly what my goals are my Mm -hmm. 10-year plan looks like this or i want this i want to travel the world before i settle down and have kids it's like oh n- then you just go okay as much as we adore each other it's not what works right now and I think that's where Bethany and I could honor each other's process mm-hmm. while um letting go of the of the podcast letting go of the structure that brought us together
1: yeah yeah I, I definitely think we set it up in a way when we first like so you and I are both really big on direct communication about honesty yeah. and transparency and authenticity Um, those are some of our core values for the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so we set it up in a way that was just like each we, we, we would just check in with ourselves. Like every time we had like a, Hey, we're going to work on this. Like, how do you feel about this? Like if something happens and you're not, you feel like it's not equal or it's not working for you, make sure you speak up. And I think we did that for the most part with each other throughout our, our process, which is why we was able to be successful for as long as it has, um, but yeah, it's it, you get to a point where you have those conversations. You're like, hey, well, this is what I'm thinking. Like, this is also like when you're in a partnership, like you have two very different people, like we have similar things. Right. But we're two very different people, two very different lives. Um, and you come together and you're like, hey, I have these ideas. And you're like, well, I have these ideas. And if they don't somehow meet in the middle, you're like, well, but I still want to do you know, it's like for me, it was a process of like I have a history of giving up myself or parts of myself or what I truly want and desire for another person Mm. um, that I'm in partnership with. And before I would have just gone along with it and allowed that to happen. And I think I felt that for me, I was like, well, I really can't, I'm not going to compromise the things that I know I want to do, but I also know where Erin's at because, you know, and what she's, what she's uses the podcast for and what we both want to get out of it. So we had that, this honest conversation of like, this is where I want to take it. And, you know, but this is kind of where I'm, I'm not, maybe I'm not ready or I don't really want to take it in that direction. That wasn't my goal. And you get to the point where like, okay, like to remove the emotions from it and just say, we just can't, like, it's just not, it doesn't seem like it's going to work long term. Mm -hmm. And how can we honor each other in the process and honor ourselves in the process and honor the podcast and know that it was what it was for the amount of time it was supposed to be. (laughs)
0: She sounds so much like breaking up, like romantically, like I need to honor was, yes. like. and moving on. Like I met yeah. someone else.
1: But I mean, yeah, I I told, but I didn't meet somebody else. I just, it's like it's not you, it's me, right? <laughs> but literally, that is what it is. I, I was like, I'm choosing, I guess, myself and my grand vision for what I want to create in my life, and yeah, it. I, why, again, like you, you said, synergy. If it, if it's not, it's not easeful and, and we seem to keep bumping heads on things or, and not in a negative way, right? You can bump heads with somebody and just have a disagreement and not be like a bad thing and just be like, oh, well, I kind of want to do this or I kind of want to do that. Like if we can't seem to get it to work, like it doesn't have to be a negative thing. It doesn't have to be like, oh my God, she's such a bitch.
0: <laughs> no, and I think it really just like, we we're lining up our goals, our professional goals. Yeah. For what we saw our companies and where the podcast fit, and that's where there wasn't as much of a fit. Yeah, and looking at return on investment of here's what I'm getting out of it by mm-hmm. putting the time in. Here's what I and you were like here's what I'm getting out of it, and it's not lining up to my business goals. And I think yeah. that's so similar. So many times in our lives where we have um, an opportunity really straight, and I think you and I did check-ins. You know. I, in my mindful dating, I'll tell people like check in on the first date, and you're like, what? Like, ask on the first date how it's going. Like, yeah, like because yeah, no one fucking knows. Mm-hmm. Like, and we think we understand, but then what I find is we sometimes we don't or we don't understand as well as we thought we did. Yeah, yeah. Or the other person doesn't understand. So yeah. for me, that's the you know part of you and I having having benchmarks of check-ins. And then when it got to a point like, ooh, there's some like, these goals are not clicking into place like Lego pieces. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's going on for you? What's going on for me? And keep coming back and being kindest, direct. And I think it's one thing that Bethany and I have in a commitment and we're sharing all this that all of you can hear like what, hear for yourself in your life when it's time for you or when you're feeling like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Yeah, Whether it's living with, like a roommate or it's a project or it's work or it's a romantic relationship. It's like, Oh, this doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And we did a reassessment of like, okay, what are you up to? What am I up to? And we always had a commitment to be honest and transparent over being kind. But I think kind is always what we weave in there. We are still kind. We're still nice to each other. Yeah. Like I I don't think we'll choose kind. What do you think? I don't think we chose kind over Directness. I think it's direct, and then we really try to weave kindness in there.
1: Right. Yes. I'd say yeah. I'm just gonna say it.
0: (laughs) I'm just gonna spit it out.
1: Yeah. (laughs) If it comes out, and then and then apologize after. If it hurt your feelings, I apologize. If that was, if I was, you know, because I, for me, I, I I wanted to say you're not. It's not that you won't get triggered during this process either. Like you can absolutely Mm. like emotions may be there. And one of that's been my practice is okay, don't project what you're feeling onto Erin. It's not her, right? It's it's simply the situation, and it's bringing up if you're being triggered by it, it's bringing up past things where you didn't operate in this way, right? It's it's bringing up past things where you were hurt, yeah. and so it's not it's not that it's Aaron and the way she's showing up and that she's trying to hurt you and that she's doing all this on purpose. It's it's showing you where you can heal some aspects right, right now and to do it differently than you did in the past.
0: Yeah. Um, And that's definitely, I think what you bumped up with me was, so I had a business together where we had to like legally unpack. So it was super, this is a little easier. This is not like we have to go to a lawyer, but I basically went through a business divorce and I had so many insights on the way I do business in some areas. So many areas are flexible. And then there's some key areas that I am like, I got my lesson. I learned what I need to do for me because long game, I need this. So I think that was something you and I were both like sharing was our boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Law, and, our, and inside our lessons inside those boundaries, but also like um, what our company's goals were and being really yeah. honest. Like, hey, I I need, I'm committed to this goal and I want to put my resources here. So if this can't feed that one, I don't know. As much as we adore doing this, it is a business. Right. Yeah.
1: And your time and energy, like literally Aaron and I don't have products that we sell people. It's we're selling people our time and energy. So where we put our time and energy is matters. Um, that's what makes our money. (laughs) 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 So why we can also charge as much as we do. And it's,
0: um, so the next question that probably people are wondering is, okay, let's break down this term yeah. conscious and uncoupling. Okay. Well, For conscious. Me, yeah. Uh, you ended, you go.
1: Yeah. Conscious to me is just being aware of something, being aware of yourself. It's coming to the forefront, right? So it's, if something's unconscious, you're not necessarily aware that it's there, but it's there. Mm-hmm. So when you're conscious of something, you are doing it intentionally and mindfully.
0: I that's exactly, it. and I was looking it up, making sure. I was like, I wonder what the dictionary says. Because I know I looked head. at it too. Did you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fully aware of sensitive. Like that. What you said was um, aware, and then fully aware of sensitive to something, often followed by of. I'm conscious of, yeah. and I think we. So if we were to correlate this to like a romantic divorce, like someone two people that were married, and they're like, I'm conscious of. I don't have the emotions that I had when I was with this person. Like it's not there. What brought us together and what sustained us over whatever years we were together is not there. And I'm and I'm I'm aware of that. I want that. I want to feel this. So I'm not. And I'm aware that let's say they have kids. I'm aware that I want my kids to it to be as easeful as possible for us to let go of this relationship and and actually shift into a new paradigm. I think that's where consciousness means, I, what are you committed to? And keeping that in the forefront, like in front of you at all times. So when other bullshit comes in, did you hear Levi shaking around? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then he winked at me. He jumped down and really? he was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, and then I think keeping those commitments in the forefront, that to me is like consciousness. It's like being aware of what you're committed to over what is in the space right now. The chaos breaking up is like, it's breaking up. Like there's no, like it's hard. It's It's uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. It sucks. Like you're going to feel all the feelings. It's going to be sad, but then, then you're going to feel relief, but then you're also going to be happy like for yourself, but then you're going to be like, Morning. the relationship mm-hmm. the partnership so it's you're going to be grieving
0: so if you to me if any of you that wanted to like be conscious in a breakup it's what are you committed to get clear on that yeah and bring that into the recipe of the uncoupling yeah coupling is no longer being in a couple yeah splitting <clears throat> <laughs> did you look that one up
1: I did. Yeah, I was like uh, is a couple even in the dictionary? Oh, was <laughs> it? it? Is actually, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know what it said. But yeah, I mean it it's pretty simple. It's just you're it's splitting up of, you know, a couple is two, right? It's it's two people or, you know, a mm-hmm. partnership. So generally two people. <laughs> I should say <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, couple means two. So anyways, um it's it's the Splitting so that you become individuals again, right? So it's like when you are in a partnership, like you merge together with that person and you form a new entity, which is the relationship, and a part of you is fused into that relationship and into that person. So it's kind of unraveling that energy between two, whatever it is, whether it's a job or a person or a situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, like, so if we look at that, what do you think are key things like? to consciously in couples if we were like someone's listening and going okay I really don't want to like I have a roommate I just this is not working for me yeah or I have my own business partner or I have a girlfriend and I'm like
1: like you already touched on it when I think it's like you have first up, like you have to become aware like conscious within yourself. So you have to Mm -hmm. become aware what are your core values that you're not willing to compromise on. And then you weigh that against the person and how they're showing up and the situation and how it's making you feel. And so first you have to become aware of that within yourself. Awareness is the first key, I think, of self. What are my core values? What do I need? What do I want? What do I desire out of this? And then saying is then looking at the relationship and the person, do they bring that to me? you know Mm -hmm. and so the awareness and then I think also communication you have to be extremely transparent if you want to do this consciously otherwise it's not going to be conscious it's going to be unconscious
0: (laughs) or not trusting it's like if you if you aren't transparent yeah it would make it hard for the other person right to believe what you're saying if they because people sense that like you're holding something back what's going on
1: so yeah so communication like transparency um and honesty, like honest, direct communication, and then an element of taking responsibility for your own emotions. So like not projecting your hurt onto that person. So maybe you were hurt because they didn't show up this way and you wanted them to. It doesn't mean it's their fault or they did something mm-hmm. wrong. It just means that's showing you within you somewhere that you maybe were hurt in the past or it, it's hitting something for you, but it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with that other person. So you have to be really careful about not projecting your judgments or or opinions or whatever meaning you're assigning how you're feeling to that other person. That's what yeah. I think.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, I think, especially when you're looking <laughs> what you're saying, Bethany is uh, that I hear too, is when I work with clients is they want to sometimes process the upset. They're like, so if you, if you're in a romantic relationship, it's like, well, you never like romanced yeah. me. The sex sucked. You never tried yes. whatever they might say at the point you want to break up, I will tell my clients, you don't get to process the upset around that anymore because conscious uncoupling is not heal the damage that was done. It is, right. you have to go separate and find a source for that. Exactly. they all, all the energy is about finding the most peaceful, um, kind route that keeps whatever you need it to keep alive. If you want to keep the mm-hmm. friendship, you want to keep the work relationship just differently. You want to, you have had children together, so whatever it is that keeps that healthy, you now have to heal all
1: the upset. Yeah. And the other person is not responsible for if you're trying to uncouple. Yeah, you can't have the other person be responsible for that healing, like you said. I think that's a really great point because it would be different if you were wanting to stay together, and then yeah. you guys would do the healing together, Absolutely. and you would ask them to hold space for you.
0: Yeah. And I think that, and that's, and you, and here's something I was thinking we should talk about Mm -hmm. is also looking at if what happens when one wants to uncouple and the other one doesn't. Yeah. Have you ever had that experience or seen it with clients where you're seeing opposite goals?
1: Yeah. I think I've experienced it on both ends and it specifically for me, it's been like romantic relationships. So, um, with my marriage, it was me Mm -hmm. wanting to uncouple, but him not wanting to. And then in another relationship after that, it was him wanting to, but me not wanting to. Mm -hmm. So I've experienced it on both ends. Um, and it's it is possible to still consciously uncouple that way. However, the person who's doesn't want it to happen is going to hurt more than the other person. Um, if, they're not necessarily as conscious of like of what it's bringing up for them. They're going to still, they're going to feel like, Oh, I, I, I want to project all my hurt onto you still. Like I think that's more so what's going to come up but eventually they'll get there and realize, okay, well, I can't do that. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something. And I feel like what I've noticed sometimes with clients, when I think I, I too see it in romantic relationships. I have worked with clients too around um, professional partnerships Mm -hmm. but the most common is romantic and and i will prep the one who wants to uncouple and say hey whether they know this or not whether they have a sense this is happening you've discussed it but if you're firmly standing in though i'm ready to end it the most kind thing you can do is let them have whatever feelings come up Mm -hmm. And not personalize it because you've come to a conclusion, which means you've probably done some of this work, or if you haven't, it's going to come up eventually. Yeah. Well, let's just assume you've done the work that you've gotten to, you've had all the feelings, you've expressed them, you've unpacked them. They're now having their time. Yeah. And some people do it. Turn ter- Some people, you know, are not as harsh and some people are like beasts. Yeah. When they're, someone wants to break it triggers, whatever is going on with them, in my yeah. household, we call it, we've taken that kind of um, reptilian brain a little further. So yeah. I, we have fighters and we have runners in my house. People <laughs> are hurt. So we have Carl and his oldest are fighters. So when they're hurt, it's like they're all they're gloved up, they're like game on, you hurt me. And they're going to fight the pain. They're going to get very verbal and reactive. I and his son and my daughter were runners yeah and when we're hurt we just want to like we want to exit the building Mm -hmm. and i think that just being aware of when you're uncoupling with someone is be like do a little of the pre-work like wait i'm in a relationship with a fighter yeah don't be surprised that they're gonna fight yeah because they're hurting or i'm with a relationship with a runner they're gonna run but can i give them some space and then circle back so that they can actually do it in a process that works for them. Yeah. Are you it's, a fighter or are you a runner? <clears throat> um, I, I'm I both. I thought about this. I was like, I'm I both. don't know.
1: It depends. Like, um, I'm definitely both. Okay. If I want the relationship to, if I don't want the relationship to end, I'm a fighter. If I am not invested in it, I'm a runner. <laughs> <Okay.
0: clears throat>
1: or it's like, if I see if, I don't know, it's, it depends like.
0: It depends on how I'm feeling. Yeah. Okay. And that's great. something to just be, I think people to be aware of like, who are you? And so how do you do this process? And if you're uncoupling, and you're the one that initiates it and you're a fighter, like check yourself. If you're like, wait a minute, do yeah. I want to get in this fight yeah. with this person? I really want us to have a peaceful ending mm-hmm. or kind ending. Right. You have such to- discipline.
1: Yes. But you, and I like that because you have really have to think the whole process through if if you know that you're in a very conscious relationship with somebody, or it's, I feel like it's sometimes easier in a business partnership too, because there's less emotions involved. So it's easier to kind of just
0: like, I was messy. I, when I, well, was, I was like,
1: for me, I guess how I show up maybe in business or, or something to that effect. Um, maybe, but again, it, it really depends on the person because. Yeah. I would assume you have like a karmic contract with them or they're meant to be in your life for some reason to teach you something, yeah. to help you heal something. That's why it hurts so bad. Yeah, um, That's what I believe. And um, <clears throat> what was I saying?
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I took you off key. Okay. Yeah, business relationship's a little different. It was before that. Because you're a fighter or runner, you're saying whether you do one or the other. And you said, I don't know. In business, remember. maybe you said you'd probably be a little different.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. It was, it wasn't that. I think that was like oh. a side note.
0: <laughs> matter, I guess. <laughs> so, so I have a question. Have you ever unconsciously uncoupled before our relationship successfully? Successfully. <laughs> um. In your terms, maybe, I don't know if, how it would be for yeah, them. But. Yes.
1: I'd say mostly for me, well, yes, I'd say with jobs, again, it's for me, it's easier with jobs um, because I'm like, I don't know them anything. (laughs) 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 Like it's easier for me not to be emotionally attached to a job. Um, It definitely different now. I think that I have my own business, but if it was like just jobs that you know where I'm like but I have had that like back and forth oh my god they're gonna be upset I feel like I'm letting them down you know I go through that whole process and then you just get to the point where you're like this is what's best for me I have to choose me over the job because if I died tomorrow they would replace me within a week like you know like I have to think about that kind of thing Um it helps me remove the emotions from it but yeah I'd say recently for sure uh, men I've dated where it was like, we started dating and it maybe went on for like a month or a little more, but then we got to a point where we realized, okay, this isn't going to work out. Um, I'd say yes, but I'm still not a master at it. Like, and I don't know if it's just because I'm still healing stuff in that area, or I'm always going to feel that way. And it's like, I have to get out of the mindset that I'm never going to not hurt when it comes to uncoupling, if I'm connected to that thing or that person, but, Feelings still come up. The practice for me, again, like I had mentioned, is to not project onto that person. Okay. It's like, okay, they're just here to help me heal what's coming up for me. And to, sometimes it's harder for me to separate myself from that, but it's getting easier and easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Have you done it consciously?
0: I think it, I know I'm messy. So I felt like when, when my old business partner and I had our business divorce, I felt like she wasn't transparent. Mm -hmm. We had a commitment to have transparency. And as much as she's like, no, I'm being transparent. I trusted my gut. And it was the first time probably ever (laughs) that I never doubted my gut in the process. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was a powerful thing. I mean, I could have been wrong, but I, I don't think I was but I felt that I was like, no, I, I, something's off here. Like, no, I don't think. And it was pretty much like she was saying, Hey, I just recently had these thoughts that maybe I don't want to do this this mm-hmm. way, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't feel like it's recent. And then I'm, cause I, always like, I always wonder when people are like, tell us the details. That's what she okay. asked me. <laughs> She's like,
1: how long ago did you have this feeling before we had this conversation? That's what you asked me. <laughs> I did because
0: I, when I asked her, she was like, no, just recently. And then I, but then when we went to the lawyer, I was like, well, then why is the lawyer all prepped with paperwork? Mm. This, there's no fucking way. Lawyers are not prepped yeah. with uh, paperwork that has our business name. It was the most bizarre thing. I was like, right. and I thought it was an initial meeting. I was mm. like, no, this is not a meeting, initial meeting. This is a final meeting. Um. So, But before that, I was when I trusted myself, that just kind of validated it later. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, I get messy. I lose my shit. If I feel like I'm not, someone's not transparent with me. Yeah. And there's not real direct honesty. And I, and I hate the cherry picking of honesty. Like, yeah. so with clients, I can work with that. Like, cause they're just being human and that's, they pay me to work with that. If yeah. you're in my inner circle or you're like, we're working closely and we have commitments on how to be together, then I can get. I, I say messy, meaning like I don't let it go. I say, okay, well, let's move on, but I don't believe you. So I just want you to know, I won't, yeah. I don't believe you. And I think that's with you it was like, wait, how long has this been going on for you? Because for me, it was a conversation of have you been feeling this way for months, weeks? Like, and then you and I talked and I was like, okay, I get it. Cause once you said it, I could go back. And I was like, yeah, feels yeah. right. I can see what Bethany said. Yeah. And I also think that that got me better. I pick Better people to collaborate with. Right. Out of that business relationship, I realized here's the certain things I need yeah. to excel. romantically, I'm very good at uncoupling. <laughs> it's like we're the opposite. <laughs> uh, yeah, like that's where I excel because, um, I don't know. I just made a commitment. Like thinking of before Carl, I just was like, okay, here's the thing: we're just sniffing each other out. We're seeing it we're a fit. Let's enjoy that. Okay. We're choosing to be in a monogamous relationship. But if you're not feeling or anything's offset, let's like talk about it. And my favorite was one time I just like got in our, my first argument with a guy I was dating. It was like, I don't know, two, three months in. And I looked at him and he was a really mm-hmm. sh- mean arguer. He was mm, mean. Like, I, and I, that's and I, was, I know. I was like, I was a little thrown off. And I was like, is this the best you got? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, is this how you're going to argue? Mm-hmm. yeah and I said do you are you do you have any problem with what you're doing this no I said okay then I'm done mm-hmm. and I think I just like he was like what I checked in like this is it this is what it's gonna look like yeah you're gonna do this and he was like yeah you don't think there's any problem no I'm like I'm done and I think he was like what the fuck what like and I'm but what I think eventually I think because I'm so straight yeah and I have a line and I think I, I've gotten, I got really good at like where my line is. Yeah. That when dating, I, I just feel like men didn't fuck with me very often around it because I had built the backbone. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's something like, and I see it with you. Cause I sensed when you were like, Hey, I'm not sure if this is a fit. I'm looking at my business. I felt the backbone. I can feel it in you because I have it in me. Yeah, Yeah. Like anyone listening might be like. I don't know. Like, I don't believe when they're saying it. it's like, wait, hold on. It's hard to find someone else's line when you don't have your own lines drawn. Yeah. So true. Because once I was like feeling, I was like, okay, got it. I like, it was like total respect. Okay. Well, what can we do about this?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, this thing is funny how you do it really well with romantic relationships. And I'm, I don't as much like I'm, that's where I'm learning, but in business, I've always been like, it's me over the job. It's me over this business partnership. Like, but in relationships, it's not like, that. it's like, that's where I'm like, and I think this was the first time I were, cause I'm actually doing something I am so personally connected to in terms mm-hmm. of business Yeah, that this, it did feel like it brought, I was like, Ooh, this is bringing up things from my marriage, from my, my marriage. And I was mm-hmm. like, Ooh, this is interesting. Like, why is this coming up? Right. And I think it's because I had allowed myself finally in, in business and in partnership that way to be as committed and be, and show up as my authentic self, mm. you know, um, like I do in, in romantic relationships yeah. to where it's the, actually the first time in business I'm allowing myself to do that. So it was yeah. interesting for me. Yeah, no,
0: I, cause I think <laughs> in business, I haven't really, it's gotten better and better, but I think when I worked for people like companies, I had, yeah. I think I had to do the, you know, like, especially going back to school now, I'm noticing some students, especially ones going off to college are like, <laughs> like, they kind of, like, cause a fight in order to make it easier to go away. What do you, you mean? Like, when they, like, sometimes, like, it's almost like teenagers, where there's that developmental, like, pushing the parents away to uh, start independence. independence. Yeah. Sometimes to get the independence, you have to, like, you don't have to, but sometimes unconsciously, you start, like, an argument, so it's yes. easier to walk away. Totally. I, I think I would create things, not that there was things unsatisfactory to me, because, In what I was doing in the company or whoever I was working for, right? But I think I would get worked up over it, so it made it easier to walk away.
1: That's so true. We totally do that, right? We find something wrong with the person or the thing um, in order to make ourselves justify ourselves. And I've noticed that too, in romantic, sorry for interrupting you No, no, in in romantic relationships, like with men where I'm like, when I know I'm not feeling it, I then I'm like, okay, well now you have to have all these reasons why, because they're going to want to know why, why aren't Mm -hmm. you into it? I'm in, I'm into you. Right. And it's like, then you have to give them reasons. And I notice, like, is it just okay to say, I'm just not feeling it and leave it at that. Like, I just feel like as simple as, and then that's been my practice is to just be like, I just don't think that I just, don't feel it like i literally that's not and not giving another reason like it's not because you live far away it's not because you have kids or don't a have kids dick. it's not because whatever right yeah <laughs> what did you say a big dick, <laughs> dick.
0: <laughs> it's not because you have a micro penis. it's because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i think that is i learned that in dating was i just had to say i this is not i'm not feeling it i'm not yeah. I've taken this, I'm good. Like, I just don't want to date anymore. It just it doesn't feel right. And that's, I found that I got the least amount of arguments from the other person. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah. Because once you, you give them excuse, reasons, right, then they can argue the reasons. Yeah. And it's like, hey, but I also front load, which is in the beginning, I say, let's take this as far as we can go that feels right. When it doesn't feel right for you, yeah. let me know. And I promise when it doesn't feel right for me, I'll let you know. And I know like in my heart, I'm, I'm like, I'm doing that for me. I want permission yeah. in the front end. So in the back end, if this isn't working, I'm yeah. be like, pace. That was one of the, the things that,
1: that's the one of the biggest things I took away from when I did your mindful dating. It was like, oh, yeah. are you setting up the conversation to be like, you know and I would actually do that because right. It is giving you an out because you're like, Hey, I'm giving you permission to show up this way. That means that I can also show
0: up this way. Totally, yeah. and they're like, Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. And to do check ins, which now, you know, almost three years later, Carl is like, Oh, check in! Like, I'm like, Hey, I really <laughs> need do a check in. He's like, Oh my god, and yeah. I can just tell he's just like, I got that in the beginning, but we're like almost three years in, and I'm like, Yeah, it's never gonna end. <laughs> like, this yeah. is quality assurance. Well, how I do this. <laughs> yeah I'm like you got a better idea he's like no I'm like mm-hmm. get used to it Carl <laughs> yeah checking it with me. um so what happens um have you ever had a point where someone didn't handle the breakup but you were really proud of how you did it regardless because I think that's the anxiety is like I'm gonna break up or they're gonna be mean they're gonna or they're gonna take friends I mean or the yeah. business want to lose money. So how did you stay in that space of, I like how I'm doing this, regardless of what how what they're bringing to the table. Yeah, it's
1: it's when I like with what you said is when you when you feel like you're you have your backbone, like you're like no, I know that this is right for me, and if I waver at all, I'm not gonna, it's not gonna work out. So you have mm-hmm. to be extremely straight and clear and and not compromise, and you know you're not compromising. Because you've gotten really clear for yourself, like that's where it, it's come to me. Like I've been like, for me, when I know I'm handling it well, is I validate the other person's feelings.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: make them wrong for how they're feeling, and I still don't um, compromise myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't give in to them. I don't just because they're having they're upset. I don't then change how I feel. That's how I know I'm doing it well, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and being kind as well, and not blaming them, not projecting, taking full responsibility for how I feel. And yeah, I, it's, there's been a couple of times situations I've done that well, a couple, more, probably more, but, um, that was the question, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Actually, <laughs> <answer> the question? <laughs> do you feel, um, is it harder to hold your ground with someone who's sad and upset or when someone's um. angry? No, when
1: someone's angry, it's easy for me to shut, shut no, That's up. right, I'm motherfucker. Like, well, that's why I'm, I'm doing
0: goodness. this. So, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Like you just proved to me why I was doing this in the first <laughs> place. Not that I needed the validation, but it is almost like getting validation. Like I could feel that there was a sense that you weren't safe for me. And that's probably why I'm backing out now. And now that you're showing up mm. this way, yeah, this doesn't feel safe. And that, that to me too, is like when my emotional safety is when I'm feeling it being threatened that's, it's very easy for me to, to have a backbone. Um, but when someone's sad and that is where I'm being like, Oh, like I feel, you know, then I start, like I fall into it and I feel bad and I start to feel guilty and yeah, that'll get me. And so that's a bigger practice. What about for you?
0: <laughs> I think I avoid, I don't like the arguing. I don't like yeah. the big upset. So that gives me more anxiety. So I have a tendency to want to avoid it. But there's a few people that when they do sad, I'm like my daughter and my best friend, Jennifer, those two, when they do sad, I'm like, oh my they can car- work like I just I might give it. I'm, I, don't know, I might not. I probably won't. But uh, <laughs> Carl notices it with Izzy. Like he'll say, oh, she's turning it on. Here she goes. Oh, yeah. And and then you're going to waver. And I'm like hold on. So sometimes I'll like talk through, like rem- I like to talk process with someone. Yeah. Well, so I can kind of play out some game plans. And then for me, that's easier yeah. to get clear about who I am and what I, what I, what result I want out of this for me. I think what's tricky is just so, I think when it comes to uncoupling, it can be tricky for people where they get tripped up is when they try to manage the other person's response yeah. And uh where they land. If you the key to me for me, what I've noticed is only do you and what your commitment is and stay in that and you can't control them. Mm-hmm. And if you can just trust them to have their own process, because that's what it is. I don't trust when when I notice I'm trying to get a certain result from someone, I'm not trusting their process. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. trust them. I I want to control, I want to influence, I want something. Other than when I'm fearful, they're going to give me. Right. And I noticed the more I can give, give like, hey, you do you. Oh, I don't like, I don't really like it. They're freaking out or calling me names. out, but, but they're the showing process. you.
1: Who, yeah, they're showing you who who they are and where they're at, and mm-hmm. and that's all you can really do is yeah. And especially if you are uncoupling, and that's what you know the end goal is, you have to stand firm in that because once mm-hmm. you get over into their side and then into their emotions, you're you're reinforcing the connection. You're not uncoupling. You're keeping the connection there.
0: Yeah. So just to kind of break down steps of what consciously uncoupling could look like. It's like one, I think choosing, yeah, I'm right. I'm done doing the work. Making the choice. Getting the clarity. Yes, I'm done. And this is why I'm done. If it's something, I think depending what the, if it depending what relationship you want out of it afterwards. So co parents yeah, you got children. So you might have to get clear and explain it to them because, yeah. but if it's like you dated someone for a few months, the why is not as important because you make like, okay, I'm just not feeling it. Right. As if you breeded with someone. Yes.
1: Or if you're in a marriage or a long-term relationship, you are going to have to give some reasons, some facts, you know, like, yeah. Hey, you like, cause that to, sometimes I, yeah, I, I think that's a good point. So you are going to have to give something even with a job, you have to be like, Oh, I got another offer or, Oh, I, you know, I'm getting more money here. Like you are going to still have to give a reason sometimes other than it just doesn't feel right. Sometimes that is the only reason and you don't know why, but the, um, the facts can sometimes help solidify and keep your backbone too.
0: Yeah. And I think when you, so you get, you do the work to find out if you're, one-on-couple, you get what kind of why, depending on the relationship, how clear that is. And then I feel like, who are you committed to being in this process? Mm -hmm. Who can, and actually, if you can, who you promise, hey, I promise that I'm going to try to bring my kindest self to the table, or I promise I'm going to be as transparent. (laughs) Any question you want to ask me, I will answer. So, and I usually tell people, don't pick more than two or three, two probably is even better because you can't remember five, six, seven. Yeah, And they don't, and that's who you're promising. That's who you come back to. Like, I didn't say I would stay in a relationship with you. I just said, I would be honest. I'm transparent. Like, I'm just, I don't want, or I, you know, I'm in love with someone else or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. I
1: mean, sometimes things happen and it's really, and it sucks. Like I want to also emphasize the fact that not saying this is an easy process just because you're consciously uncoupling doesn't mean it's not going to hurt that you're not going to be triggered, that you're not going to be in an emotional breakdown. You or the other person. It's just a way to, to soften it and not like, again, it's really to not, Project onto the other person your own hurt and your own what it is that you want in your life. So, yeah, don't we're not telling you all this because it because it'll you're gonna feel wonderful through the process. <laughs> like, yeah, you ought to be real about it too. Like, it's not, it's gonna be uncomfortable in some ways.
0: Yeah. And I think, um, and then you just stay with that, what you're committed to. And you stay with it and just keep coming back to that. It's almost like your life vest. I'm just gonna. This is what's yeah. gonna keeps me above water, regardless of how the ocean. If you're in the ocean, your life vest. It can be like hold on to what you're committed to. The ocean can be yeah. wavy, and the other person, however they respond, and just reminding yourself, like I trust their process for them. Right. And you can't. say
1: yeah, you can't be responsible for their yeah. process. You can't fix them. You can't. Yeah all of those things um, that we want to do for the people that, and the things that we love.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. Cause I think, I don't know if some people have this, but I noticed this with clients is there's, um, Oh, I could have, if I would have done something different, I could have had different results. Like, well, what if yeah. I could have done this? Like a shoulda, coulda, woulda, which I don't live in that world really at all. Like it doesn't even, I don't know if I've always been like this, but I feel like whatever's here is here. Okay, If they don't want to be with me. There's nothing I could have done about it. Um, and so I, I don't know. Do you? I, I have a tendency to minimize that resp- that kind of response because it's not. I do. I find it wasteful, I, but that's just such a judgy. I think that for if
1: you, I don't know, I have lived in that space only because I wish that I had done it differently. I wish, I mean, even though, yes, I got a lot out of it. I wish that I hadn't hurt somebody in the process. That's more so where I come from when it's like a, I wish I'd done it differently. Um, I get Mm -hmm. it's all perfect and it happened the way it was supposed to, but I think it just depends on who you are. You know, like if you were really doing it unconsciously and then you, it like caused an awakening within you to realize, Oh my God, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I think that's natural to have a little bit of regret to think. Really, I wish I could have, but but you. It's good to feel that to acknowledge the fact that you want to be different, but don't stay there. Yeah, you know, like you can't live there because then you're never going to move on.
0: Yeah, it, it can get you tethered. Like, oh, I wish I. There's things I could have done. It could tether you to the past. Yeah, the shoulda, coulda, woulda, rather than making the change. Right, and creating an alternative future that exactly. that has that those lessons.
1: Exactly, you have to acknowledge our- it. I also was going to say, for steps you can take. I think it's good to get support in terms of a therapist or just one trusted friend or family member or whoever you can go to and talk to, but I would suggest only one person, like you get more than one person in there. You like too many opinions and, you know, you also want to make sure that, that the, the soundboard or the person you're going to, to like help process you, the way you feel about it is not putting their projecting onto, into your space, what they think is best. They're actually able to hold space for you and what you figure out for yourself. So I'd say like getting support through one person, probably a professional because they're trained to do that. Um, or a family member, if they're just really good at that, not projecting themselves into it is really helpful in order to get to that self-awareness, you being conscious, knowing how you want to show up, um, and then preparing you for the actual conversation or conversations.
0: Yeah. I think that's really, and sometimes a therapist or coach, you know, yeah, coach, yeah, I do is,
1: therapist.
0: is it doesn't always have to be like the months it could be, you know, just a one-time session, but that you're yeah. doing what you can. And even asking the other person, depending out what the investment was of time and energy in the relationship is, Hey, mm-hmm. do we want to go to someone who can help mm-hmm. us do this in the most conscious way? Right. And I had a client, she's like, um originally she hired me to work with her and her husband. She's like, look, this was cheaper than divorce. Then when it looked like it's going to be in divorce, she's like, look, we could work with you. It's cheaper than getting lawyers. Mm-hmm. And what I did is work with them to get to a place where they really were prepped to go through mediation because yeah. they had very clear commitments yeah. on how they were going to move. And um they also had resources of where they could vent and let go but the resources what we really got clear on because one of them was worried like I don't want to be the villain in this ending and I think there's sometimes people worry about like I'm gonna be the bad guy because I initiated the ending or because your family never liked me right but what they do is they say listen I'm committed because they had children I'm committed that our kids that you're still honored as their father And so when I'm really wanting to shit talk here's I'm going to talk to these people who still adore you. Like it's, they're not going to be like creating a, a supporting a toxic, toxic breakup for us. And I think there's some things that really, you can make little shifts like that. Like, here's my concern. Here's my worry here's who you're going to talk to. Your mother never liked me. Now I'm not going to my mom. Now my mom will know about it, but I'm not going to go to her when you're pissing me off. I'm going to own my sister. Yeah. Who's committed that you and I both parent our children really well. Yeah. It's like, okay, great. And then there's all this anxiety, anticipated anxiety can really be put to bed because people are being their best selves and getting support that feeds what they're committed to.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, okay what resources do you have? I
1: mean, I have a couple of books to recommend that, that I know have really helped me, but anything that I'd say, anything that you feel called to that helps you with your clear communication and self-awareness. Um, I feel like those are the two biggest elements to this process. Self-awareness and communication, um, and how to, you know, take responsibility for your own emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, any, like any resources there, like there's so many things that you can probably choose from and everyone's different, but two books. Um, the first one is called personal power through awareness by Sanaya Roman. Mm -hmm. And in this book, it's a lot about how to detach yourself from other people's emotions, reactions, um, and how to honor your sensitivity as well. So Mm -hmm. that book is really powerful. And then, um, the other book that I just finished, which I love because everyone knows I love Teal Swan. Um, (laughs) it's, it's called the anatomy of loneliness. And she goes into loneliness and why, as, you know, humans, we sometimes have a hard time connecting and like what actual connection is. And then in the book, she gives really great practices on how to work through a lot of your childhood stuff, a lot of your emotions, your wounding, your conditioning in Mm -hmm. order to get to that place where you can connect with somebody. And I think that to me, the process of doing that is also like in the conscious uncoupling, like you're going to uncover a lot of wounds and healing that needs to happen within yourself and then how if you want to have like a connection with somebody or if you want to with the the person you're uncoupling with if say you want to stay friends or you you know still want to have a relationship Mm. it'll help you in that way or it's just going to help you in the next relationship you have like how can I show up in authentic connection instead of falling back into the same patterns that I did with this past relationship
0: Mm. so those two books are really really good I like that um I like for those who because it's so funny I loved it when we started talking about this I was like thinking my own tools and I was like wait people have different areas that they kind of struggle right yeah so I think a really good book for those who are having a hard time finding the backbone like (gasps) what do I do I think Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown because she talks about what is brave to you? What does it look like? And how do you move through the world in a way that you keep coming back to your own promise to yourself, mm-hmm. from self-love, your commitment, whatever that looks like. Um, dating, it's so weird because I wasn't, I'm not being linear in the sense of like, oh, this one really works. Um, Daisy Dating Modern Romance by Aziz Asanari. Um, he's a comedian, but he did all his Oh, romance. I love him.
1: Did you read his book? No, but I just like him as a comedian, and as an actor.
0: He um, wrote The Power A Modern Romance. And he talks about like, it's a lot about how to date. So those of you who are out dating, but you're like, God, I don't, I get nervous about dating because how do I end it? I think he gives some nice information about being vulnerable into dating, but it's like how to begin and end the whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you have someone that you're still going to be collaborating with, that you're still going to be, um, so maybe Mm co-parents or maybe you still have a business, but you've divided it. Um, I would, I, if someone says, hey, I'm committed like you. So this is more for like those who are like, we're in it in this area, but we're no longer doing it in this area. Mm -hmm. I like Wolfpack by Abby Wombach because it's simple and it's all about working as a team. Hmm. And I think that's a great book to, to read in the sense of like, okay, where are the touch points of where are we a team? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're a team here around our kids, but we're no longer a team on romance finances or whatever other things it might be. So here is an outline where we read and there's also she wrote run for kids. So you can have a little family, kids could read a child friendly version. Parents could read the adult okay. one and really kind of redesign like a blueprint of here's what we're committed to. Um, Now that's like the ultimate unconscious uncoupling, you know, like redesigning what it looks like. But I think society keeps moving towards that direction. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. And then um, I think we already answered. I was, anytime it didn't work, do you want to do one last? So what's next for you, Bethany? After the podcast, what are you? What are you up to? What am I up to? Well, you know,
1: I am still doing the same stuff. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm. What I've noticed lately is, um, after having this conversation and as we've been closing it out, stuff has been coming to form more freely for me, and I'm seeing more clearly the direction that I am supposed to go, which is obviously my embody pussy wisdom, like sexual empowerment, women empowerment stuff. That is my long-term, what I'm probably going to be doing for a long time. It's not necessarily fully formed yet, but it's it's slowly on its way there. So mm-hmm. I have a masterclass that I'm creating that I'm still in the process of finishing. And so diving into all things sexuality and um, shadow stuff too, like integrating your shadow, mm. like un- basically your unconsciousness, <laughs> the stuff that's yeah. unconscious that you don't realize is Holding you back. Um, Theta Healing has been has been really big in providing that a tool for me to help people with that too. Um, and that has become more prominent. Like I'm getting really a lot more confident in my Theta healing, mm-hmm. which has been nice. And then I was thinking about actually starting my own podcast and doing it by myself. <laughs> oh, wonderful.
0: Yeah. That's news to me, but that's great. I know,
1: because it's just been something that was at the back of my mind, you know, for a long time, but I never thought. I could or would do it on my own. I always was like, Oh, I want to do it with somebody else, you know? And, um, so yeah, that is something that I think I want to do. I and my YouTube channel, I've been slowly growing my YouTube channel so you can find me on there doing tarot card readings. Um, and yeah, that's about it for right now.
0: That's
1: it. Right. That's, that's all <laughs> yeah, i doing. Right? Yeah, that's just it. You know, but I think also just relationships too. I I know I'm I get I talk a lot about relationships. I want to focus more on how to help people, men and women, be better in relationships. Like where where are you not like where you want to be? Is it communication? Is it you know basically authenticity and communication? I think and self awareness are the biggest things I help people with. So if you need more of that in your life, come see me. <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, I I am, so I do readings. I'm really looking at positioning my business in a way that, because I love working with people, but I've done some real, real deep work about, I love process. And what do I get most excited about? And I do get really excited about when someone signs up and they work, I work with them and in a series way. So whether they're like, Hey, Aaron, I need to work with you for the next two months, because I'm going to be divorcing, or I'm going to be building my business. And I love that because it's, I can help them through the process, but yeah. it's transformational. And, and I think we know that um, transformation isn't, it can happen in a moment, but oftentimes as humans, it's the moment is a feeling, but then the actual practicality of application yeah. It's a little bit more work. It's like, oh, <sighs> I want to be healthy. Oh my God. Now getting my ass up and eating right, working out. You know, that's a whole nother process. Yeah. But um the other thing is group readings is also something because when I work with so many people in a process, I also want, I love the fun group readings, reading people. So that's something that I'm putting more energy towards, creating that fun environment to read a bunch of people and give them quick insights. Um, I also am working with someone and we're looking at collaborating, Um, she's a medium, you can check her out, Meredith um, Kapala, and we are looking at doing bigger venues, the idea is that she could talk to dead people and I could talk to souls and then we can really have this like fun impact, Um, so I'm excited about that, that's something that has been coming out of the woodworks, um, kind of out of nowhere at first it's like what but yeah and then lastly my retreat Mm -hmm. i love doing retreats and i think that was something i do a weekend retreat metamorphosis and it'll be november 5th 6th and 7th it's fucking transformative. it's like and bethany's gonna be there doing theta healing which i'm so Mm -hmm. excited um it's meant to be like how to not be stopped by your traumas and by your pain and move yeah. through it in a really profound, powerful way. Like when you come on the other side of it, yeah. you are connected to your divine mm-hmm. and your power. So um yeah. So that's yeah. what I'm doing. That's about it. <laughs> not much <laughs> at all.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, and then yeah, but Erin and I, you know, like I said, we still are uh working together like I'm gonna be. She asked me to work at her retreat, which I'm really excited about. And then, you know, we both are at the healing portal and we're, we're in this group of local kind of healers, intuitives and, mm. you know, our theta healing and all that. So we're still going to be supporting each other through our individual processes and all of that. Totally. Yeah.
0: So check us out, Bethany, you can be found where...
1: Um, on Instagram at empowering authenticity or empoweringauthenticity.com is my website
0: <laughs> and Aaron, the real Aaron Pruitt, Instagram, um, or AaronPruitt.com or Aaron Pruitt, Facebook.
1: <laughs> I don't exciting. use Facebook like hardly at all anymore. I never even, I, Oh, I Instagram
0: just do it. You I have
1: people on, really, on I'm I'm both. both. Okay. So
0: I you like find me on YouTube
1: better. also oh, go, yeah. go, go follow my subscribe to my YouTube channel. I think it's just under Bethany Evans, though. I'm pretty sure. Bethany Evans. My picture's there, so you'll know what I look like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, everyone. We still have two more. The next one we're going to be doing is fall intuitive hits. So join us, and then we're going to do our final celebrating celebrating, um, all that we brought, and it'll be fun. Yeah. Thank you you guys so much for listening. Yes. Bye everyone. Bye.